0: Coming up on this brand new edition of Don't Panic, we've got the whole gang here and we're going to talk tech news, including new phones from Samsung and LG, including one with many friends. We're also going to talk about freeing your cable box and the battle between Apple and the FBI. It's going to be an exciting Don't Panic with the whole team. We hope you stick around because Don't Panic is going to start right now. This is Don't Panic episode number 122, recorded February 22nd, 2016, on New Galaxies, LG's Friends, and a Big Apple Fight. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of don't Panic, the technology podcast that will never give a backdoor to the FBI. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by the Walter Bedell Smith and Stanley Finch of technology. Uh, they know where the secrets are kept. It's Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller. Gentlemen, Yeah. welcome to the program this evening.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Sean. Oh, well, you know, Dan, I figured
0: after 121 of them, why not do it again?
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm honored.
0: Honored. Well, you know, what, by the end of the hour, we may change our mind. We'll see. I make no commitments.
2: We made a terrible mistake.
0: <laughs> Be like, just erase all the other ones. We'll, we're going to start over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how well that would work. Um, would you guys like to know who, you're, who you are this evening? Who I compared you to? Yes. Yeah. Are you familiar with the great histories of Walter Bedell Smith and Stanley Finch? Oh. Sounds kind of
2: familiar, but no.
0: Well, how about this? In in honor of the the little tag, because I try to make them related, uh, Walter Bedell Smith found, was the first director of the CIA, and Stanley um, Finch was the first director of the FBI. Nice. Which Stanley Finch, by the way, th- uh, an awesome spy
1: name.
2: That's oh, totally. true. That is that is pretty. Walter Bedell Smith. That yeah, not as yeah. Doesn't that sounds a
1: little bit to too tongue. much like Bidet. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he got teased a lot in the schoolyard. <laughs> <hour.
2: laughs>
0: So uh, so how are we doing this week gentlemen uh, Colby you weren't here last week you were yep. you were seeing this great nation of ours uh, from the rails not <laughs> not as a hobo um, but as a, a paying customer
2: yep yeah I paid to take a 30 hour train ride um, It was pretty cool I would I think I would recommend it it was well so so I think it's the closest I'll ever get to like living in a spaceship. Like, it's basically a spaceship. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> like, you have your own little room, and there's like a dining car. It's, 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 uh, so not how, like how
1: anything did, I've done before. I'll put it that how way. Did, how did, how did the dining car work? So you're on, you're, you, you eat at least three meals in this train, I imagine. Uh, yeah. and you go to the dining hall to eat them. Yeah. Uh, so there's a dining car.
2: Yep. So there's like a car with like, it looks kind of like a restaurant or like a restaurant you could fit in a train like down the sides of the car. There are like booths like you would find in a restaurant
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and there's like a kitchen with a person who cooks food and you just go there and eat. And it's so if you get waiters. Have, yeah.
0: OK, so, so, so it's kind of like a diner almost, which actually take place in train cars.
2: Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, if you get so, so you can take this trained coach as well, uh, which, which seems like really horrible, but is, is very inexpensive. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably because no one does it because it's probably <laughs> horrible. Um, but if you t- get one of like the sleeper rooms, like all your meals are included in that. So you kind of just mm-hmm. go and like they give you food. Um, the first night there was like reservations. So someone came around to our like, little cabin thing and like asked when we wanted to go to dinner and I think that's because there were more people Um, but after that uh, there were like way less people on the train so we just went whenever Um, it was cool though it was like weirdly mesmerizing like uh, Tuesday afternoon is when the bulk of the training happened and and we kind of just sat in our chairs and like looked out the window (laughs) at (laughs) at america for for uh i don't know like six hours (laughs) it was it was weirdly fun like i would i would probably do it again i'm not sure if i would do the same route again mm -hmm. uh because you can go to other places like you can go to chicago you can go all the way to california on a train um
0: right now what was the best thing you saw out the window anything in particular that you (laughs) said wow i can't believe i saw that
2: there wasn't anything particularly crazy uh, we saw some, like, Confederate flags in, I don't know, in, in, like, Alabama, maybe, or Georgia. I think it was Georgia, the kind of place you would expect to see a Confederate flag. <laughs> um, it was, like, a lot of farms. There was, like, lots of, like, factories and stuff. Because um, So one thing I learned that I didn't really know is that Amtrak doesn't, with the exception of the Acela tracks, which they do own in the Northeast, they don't maintain any rails. They just use like commercial rails, um, Mm. which contributes to Amtrak's reputation for being unreliable because they always, uh, have to wait or they, they always go second to like whatever, uh, whichever company is, is whatever trains are coming through that like belong to the company who owns the rails. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, so it was cool. There was a lot of, like, industry stuff and lots of, like, trees and like, random towns um, and also random cities. I think the coolest thing was, like, going into New Orleans. There's a... I th- think it's, it's one of the longest uh, over-water bridge, spans of bridge. It's called the Six Mile Bridge, and it goes over this giant lake that's in Louisiana. <clears throat> um, that was cool because it's, like... You looking out the window. It's, window, it's like five feet down, and there's water, and there's no like, there's no railing or anything. It was a little uncomfortable, because um, it, it felt like the train at any moment was just going to tip over, and you were going <laughs> to die. <laughs> but, but that was cool. I don't know. It was fun. i do it again.
1: So, uh, <clears throat> what percentage of the time would you say you're just looking out the window, or if, it, and what? Otherwise, what was your preferred pastime?
2: Uh... So, I looked out the window for probably <laughs> me- so, so, with the exception of sleeping, which was uh-huh. like a pretty big chunk of time, yeah. I think I looked out the window for like 60% of the time. Oh, uh, nice. And then, like, Jill and I played cards. Uh, I read a bunch. I read, I started reading Ready Player One when we went on vacation. I was done with it. I finished it on the plane ride home. So, I guess it was like perfect timing. But I read like half of that on the train. Um, Yeah, I think that's that's about how my time was divided. And then there was some time like at dinner. So I will say our train, it ended up being four hours late uh, because. Well, so so the the snow, the winter weather we got on um, Monday, Mm -hmm. if you recall, they also got in like Virginia And so they got like freezing rain. So there were a lot of like, I guess, I guess during the night there were lots of like trees down on the tracks. Um, so it was a lot of, I guess we were like waiting around a bunch. Uh, I was sleeping at that point, but so, so we got to new Orleans four hours late, which was a little annoying. Um, cause it was like about the time we were supposed to get there. We were like, okay, I want to get out of this box now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But in, uh, <clears throat> then we had another four hours, so that was annoying. I amazing mean, an experience yeah
0: cool our col colby our our resident train correspondent <laughs> yeah Keeping us up to date on everything train
2: so i- w- I will say that trip was like what I hoped our train trip in Europe would be uh but our train trip in Europe was nothing like that,
0: <laughs> but you're still glad you flew home,
2: oh absolutely. <laughs> you would have enough at that point no yeah no i would never do it two directions that's absolutely insane um it's especially because it's like the same thing on the way back it's not like you go back a different way it's the same like the same tracks uh so yeah one one time one direction it was also expensive one direction indeed yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, we're glad to have you back, Colby Dan. Anything new with uh, in the world of
1: Dan? Uh, did, I, did I tell you that I have a new job at work? Did we talk about that? Yes, a little we bit. talked
2: about it a little. I don't oh, remember okay. if we talked about it on the show, though.
1: That's what I. That's what I meant. Yeah, mm. we touched yeah. on it last week. But if there's anything new to report, uh, not not specifically technology related. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything to report in so far as how it's different actually building something that real people use versus my normal job, which is building something that only nerds like us would use. Mm. Mm. Uh, I'm sure
0: it's a very different standard.
1: Uh, yes. And, and I suspect at this point, not in the ways that you would expect necessarily. Uh, like, what did you mean to a, a different standard?
0: Um, like, well, I thought of it on the, on a personal level, like, mm. you know, for example, I also switched jobs a couple months ago as well. My old job was really internally focused, and my new job is more externally focused. And I do feel a different level of, of, of commitment and of, of, of pressure being that customers are using it, not just you know if, if I screw up and our people inside are using it, you know it's not that I don't care, but you know, but when customers are using right. it, I mean, that's a that's a big deal. They're always right, so. I don't know if you feel... Not that I'm trying to put pressure on you, Dan, but uh, but I don't know if that's no, the same no, no. for you. But yeah,
1: that, that's exactly the, uh, the sort of pressure that I suspect that I will feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things <clears throat> that I had... Perceptions that people... As someone who had to do a lot of maintenance work on programming uh, projects, I got the perception that... People building the product for the customers are often uh, more cavalier in their uh, decision making around when to make something worse, like internally, like when to make so, do something that's sort of bad to get the job done versus when to do it right and might take longer. Mm-hmm. And I found that that's not true, at least not where I am. That was that's a myth. Myth uh, busted. busted. Yeah. In my <laughs> experience, it's like
2: like. Teams are often a balance of people. Like there are some people who are very like get it done, whatever, and then there are other people who are like, oh my god, we can't do that. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah,
2: you just have to find the right balance.
1: Yeah, I'm no go ahead. I'm I'm hoping that I'm not I'm not just constantly fretting over all of the uh, terrible pain we're inflicting on future uh, future (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah. So we'll see. I'm am fighting that, that instinct, uh, but yeah. it's been good uh, learning all sorts of new things. JavaScript is crazy. Never heard about that. The kids thing. love JavaScript. You know, it's running in your browser and stuff. Yeah, it's like the only programming language in your browser.
2: It's changed so much since the last time you did it too.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything is different. Everything's an object.
2: <laughs> well that was always the case but
1: yeah <laughs> i had forgotten or i quite possibly never really realized that
2: yeah indeed
1: that's all that's new with me nice. uh went back to the alma mater this weekend mm, i compass. saw hanging out with the
0: uh with the band
1: yeah uh, had i a can't believe surprise. they let me back yeah i had a little surprise uh performance for the 30th uh uh, the band director's 30th anniversary at the college
0: oh that's fantastic cool. yeah how, how is uh how is the art doing
1: uh he's doing well he he hopped around the uh, basketball game did his little song and dance uh at however however old he is pretty old mm-hmm. uh yeah uh he did the thing he always does at the end of the basketball game oh the i don't know if you saw that basketball game the the women's basketball team won by one basket in the last second of the game. Oh That's
2: exciting. Nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so he came up and talked to us like immediately after. Uh, and as, as per usual, the Trumpets couldn't hear a single goddamn word he said because we're all the way up in the bleachers and he's just some old guy standing down there shouting. Uh, so, yeah, it was very reminiscent, very uh, nostalgic.
2: Neat. Yeah.
1: That's all that's new with me. I'm ready to talk about some technology. We we miss like we didn't miss, but I feel like the biggest story of the year possibly happened at the worst possible time in between our shows, like like the day after we recorded the show or something, right?
2: What well, what was the biggest story well, of no,
0: the year? No, of course you're talking about Hewlett Packard's new Smartphone, right? Yeah, yeah, the H- yeah. is
1: finally making a comeback.
0: Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> what, that's the you didn't predict that for twenty sixteen as your as your bold no, prediction?
1: I, yeah, I, yeah, I think we got that wrong in the prediction show.
0: Wow. Hey, at least we're honest about it, right?
1: <laughs> um
0: no, let's jump into tech news and Dan, you make a point. Is that where we should start? Yeah. Yeah. Fair go enough. F-
1: go for the gold.
0: I'm gonna assume you're referencing uh the the well, now the second largest, but we'll say the largest company on the face of the planet.
1: Yeah.
0: And. The well, most valuable. The, certainly. The one with the most cash in the bank. Um, yeah. And the United States government. A battle of titans. So here's what you need to know, in case you haven't been paying attention. Uh, San Bernardino. <laughs> terrible tragedy. A couple of uh, ISIS sympathizers uh, kill a bunch of people. Bad. Police want to investigate. Figure out what they know. So they get one of the killers, uh, Saeed Farouk's uh, cell phone, iPhone, Want to get information off of it. Now, this is very complicated, but stay with me here. The police have iCloud backups up until six weeks before the attack. So old, old, old stuff. They have that. It's in his iCloud account. They can access that. The problem is his phone, for some reason, and they're not sure why, stopped syncing to iCloud six weeks before the attack up to present day. Those files only live on the phone. That's why they can't be accessed, because they're on the hardware of the phone itself, not having been uploaded to the cloud, where they can access it.
1: Now, I have a question. Yes. Uh, aren't all iCloud backups encrypted anyways?
0: They are, but the as far as I understand it, they have his iCloud password... Oh, okay. So they can log in. They don't have his iPhone passcode. Ah,
1: so uh, I, uh, I see, I see.
0: Um, And that's part of the question of... um, Is... <coughs> apparently, and, and again, I'm not going to pretend to be a, a complete expert, but this is how I understand it. If they had... So what invest... Well, they're not sure if the invest... They're not sure who did it. Somebody reset that iCloud password so they could get it, um, but by doing that, what they did is they actually shut off those backups to the cloud because the iPhone needs you to input your new password, the one you reset it to, right? Basically, to cut to the chase, the police can't get into the phone without the passcode. Now, of course, you could sit there and manually enter every combination of 9999, but that's horribly You can't, well, it, you hypothetically could manually. No, uh, won't it,
1: uh, it'll erase itself after if that certain numbers turned on. You can have that setting yeah. turned off, um, and there's I don't still, know
0: what it is on the phone.
2: <clears throat> I feel like there's still, a, like, even if you don't have the shut it down after so many, uh, isn't there still like a cool down period? Like, if you get it wrong five well, times, like you some, gotta wait a while.
0: Somewhere I read it would take like 99 years or something to manually right. type in everyone. like in the
2: worst case, right? It's r- insane. If you didn't if you, get lucky. Yeah. You
0: basically can't do that. What the police would like is Apple to build custom software that would, they haven't been as specific as to what they would like it to do, but the short version is it would either automatically crack the password by actually using software to either try every combination, you know, very quickly but that would break some of the encryption, or to get access to the local storage hardware outside of iCloud, Um, but that would also require breaking the encryption on the phone. Apple has said, we don't want to build that software, we don't want to build that tool. We probably can, we don't want to, it's dangerous for us to have it, it's dangerous for you to have it, it's dangerous for us to use it. The police say, we need the information on this phone, and we're simply asking you to access this one phone. And if you have to build custom software to do it, it is your duty under the law to execute on that. Now, I recommend everybody uh, Google the details on this. We are not uh, yep. encryption experts, mm-hmm. nor are we lawyers. But um, but I think that's the the gist of it um, <laughs> as well. There's no sort of resolution at this point. The government has compelled Apple to to do that. Apple has said they will not. There's a bit of a legal impasse. They'll go back and forth with appeals and motions. We'll have to see what happens at this point. Um, Going forward, we've seen companies like Google and Twitter side with Apple, but we've seen, of course, the FBI, other intelligence folks, presidential candidates, um, and the victims of the shooting all side with the FBI. So, um, guys, I don't know where you want to start on this. It is certainly a big story, Questions yeah. around privacy, where the law fits into our lives, wh- who has what the right to be encrypted, uh, and what Apple's responsibility is to not only the FBI, but to the public at large. So we should uh, just maybe 60 seconds on this. So
1: did you did you <laughs> see
0: that they updated uh, the letter?
1: I'm trying to find yes, the Yes, they actual... sent out
0: an email, I believe today, to all Apple employees, and of course it's Got out publicly. Um, You may have seen the public notice that was posted on Apple's website a couple days ago, explaining their position and stating why they weren't agreeing with the government. Um, The email that went out today.
1: No, I'm talking if they release a new web page with more information about this. It has Uh, questions like the Q and
0: A page. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Is it technically possible to do what the government has ordered? They say yes, but like, like like you explained something we believe is too dangerous to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another question I've heard brought up a lot is, could Apple build this operating system just once, only for this iPhone, and then never use it again? And they're like, yeah, but it would still exist somewhere in our network and someone could get it, and that would be really bad. Uh, They ask, has Apple unlocked iPhones for law enforcement in the past? The answer is no. Uh, (laughs) A bunch of stupid... Yes. here yeah. well
0: and that's what's interesting about have they unlocked it before is that previous to ios 9 they could unlock it it wasn't an encrypted os that was a big push we remember we talked about the keynotes where their big pushes were user data privacy and encryption mm-hmm. and the fact that your data is your data and apple doesn't have your data we're now seeing yeah. the fruits of that labor because it they they literally right. hypothetically <laughs> i mean they could build software to break it but they used to do this all the time for police and they did this on purpose so they wouldn't have to.
2: Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's the thing. Encryption is weird. I mean, talking about like this issue, I think is very weird. Cause like, I don't know, abstract, like, like removing emotionally, removing myself from it. Like, You know, like police warrants and stuff like I guess that's okay. It's like kind of necessary. Right. Uh, Like, I don't know. It's a part of. Like, that's a thing we've accepted in our society, um, that the police can get warrants and they can come straight to your house or whatever. Uh, You may disagree with that philosophically. I don't know. Whatever. I don't particularly. Um, I think it's like, you know, it kind of makes sense. Um, the problem I see coming into this is that while yes, like I don't, I don't uh, in isolation, like I don't have a problem with the police like being able to to get a warrant to like read your messages. I guess I think that's fine. Is if they're especially if they're getting a warrant, like we're not talking NSA stuff where they're just collecting them all just for shits. Um, like going through the court system and like. This person has like clearly committed a crime. I mean, in this case, like certainly committed a crime. Uh, in other cases, you know, is maybe suspected of committing a crime or whatever. Um, I don't. I don't philosophically have a problem with that. On this, for the same reason, I don't have a problem with like warrants to to search someone's house. Um. The the problem is like. I, I do I, I am inclined to agree with Apple's argument that this this things like simple existence uh, is dangerous, like just the fact that that they would go through figuring out how to do it <laughs> means like one, there's there's one or more people who know how to do it uh, two the copy of the software like that. The version of the software will exist somewhere, whether uh, it will be. Apple will have it if the police like have a copy of the software or a copy of that phone. Like that's a vulnerability there. Um, I don't know. It's it's uncomfortable and and like the possibility that something like that could get out is I, just the fact that like an internal Apple email leaks leaked right. Like that that's the that's the problem right. Like what's I'm sure they would they would protect something like this a little, little, uh, more aggressively than, than like that email. Mm -hmm. But, uh, still like, you know, like people are are unreliable.
1: Well, don't you think that the, I don't know, every email that is ever sent out to every employee at Apple is always, always leaked? Oh yeah. Those are practically public, uh, addresses. Mm -hmm. I I think they know that. everyone down to the store employees probably gets one
2: yeah
0: it's kind of an atom bomb argument isn't it a little bit where when you create such a powerful weapon there's people will know you have it there's always the temptation to use it there's always the threat of it over your head there's always someone wanting to get some of it
2: yeah and And yeah go ahead so I, I was just going to say, like, while like this sort of thing protects messages, which are like, you know, pretty personal and and for some people perhaps could be damaging, like encryption like this also protects like things that are really important, like things like your credit card information and and. Um, your social security number, like I have my credit card info in one password. and One password is protected by, well, I guess it's protected by Touch ID, which is sort of a different, a different thing. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I wonder if I wonder if they decrypt if they if because your Touch ID is also the thing that's encrypting your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Touch wonder ID if, is
2: like hardware encrypted though; it lives in its own like little chipset on the phone. Like I don't think you can reset Touch ID without um like touch oh, id so, it,
1: so if if this phone had a touch id sensor it would there wouldn't be even even there would there would not be a technically feasible way to do this
2: no i don't think so cuz you you can even if you have touch id enabled you can still pass code into your phone right like yeah. if touch id doesn't yeah, it's work the same or,
0: technology it's just they, cuz they're both hardware on some level in crypto, are they? ID. Yeah, I mean they they build that right into the hardware but I will also say that there have been there have been reported cases you know this is why a lot of real hardcore security experts say you shouldn't use Touch ID because there have been cases of police restraining people and forcing them to unlock their phone or even using the fingerprints of dead people to do it so
2: yeah yeah Um, but in any uh, case my my point was that like uh, the 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 contradiction I think is that the, the real big problem with the government asking Apple to do this is that like social security numbers are incredibly insecure. Like it's ridiculous that we still do that is how we are identified. Uh, it's terrifying. I think about that at least once a week and I get like very, <laughs> very scared. And the fact that that could be somewhere on my phone and the government who has, has done really nothing, nothing to change that as far as I know. Um, would like force a company to do something that could compromise that information that could really ruin my life. Right. Like completely ruin my life. Uh, you know, if, if the wrong person got their hands on that and I wasn't able to take action before, you know, it was too late. Uh, I think that's the real problem there. And obviously the, the FBI is kind of separate from this, the social security administration or whoever is doing that. But like at the end of the day, like that's where it's coming from and, and uh, I, th- I think that's where – I think they should lose. So um, I don't know. Until, until there's some, some, some encryption of its own like involved in my identity, like until I, I, I can be cryptographically verified as a person, um, I don't think they have any <laughs> business messing with this sort of thing.
1: That's so you mind. want uh, you want keybase.io as your your government profile?
2: Definitely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's interesting. I've never heard that brought up before. Like the the social security angle. I mean, that's
2: uh, that's the, the it it freaks me out so much. Like credit card numbers, whatever. If somebody gets my credit card, I'll shut it off. Like I feel like uh you know like I get notifications whenever any transactions goes through on one of my accounts. I think you know. Most credit card companies are aware this is a thing, like they'll work with you to fix it, but like if somebody's like opening accounts i don't know like bad things could you can do literally anything um I don't think it would be that hard to figure out like my birthday and the stuff you need to get into account an account with my to like open credit cards or do God knows what with my yeah. social school.
0: I'm sorry, Kobe, so. what was your mother's maiden name again? <laughs> <laughs> just, just one more time, how do you spell that <laughs>
2: I think every time I do security questions, I think really hard about which one you couldn't find from my Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm. Smart, I know some people yeah. who just you have another password with a security <laughs> question, yeah,
2: yeah that's that's so fair <laughs>
1: that's not a bad idea Passwords actually that's what I'm
2: gonna start doing, yeah, it's a shitty system,
1: yeah, uh you know yeah, except that the real those. Those security answers, I, I. are security answers typically encrypted? I actually don't know. Or, uh, uh, yeah. Like yeah, they should hope so, right? But yeah, you know, I have, don't know why they wouldn't be.
2: I, I mean, I don't yeah. think they are because they can, some, some places will ask you your security question over the phone. Like, they can't be yeah. encrypted if you can com- verbally communicate it to a
1: person. Right. So you might not. So then you're in the case where you have to put a different one in on every website if you're going to use, like, just a BS password. So it's probably not going to and then, yeah, imagine explaining to the poor Time Warner lady on the other side. Okay, it's X capital C exclamation mark UB3. <laughs> <U>, <three. laughs> <Yep. laughs> What's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> X.
0: You're like, wow, what is that? Polish? That's, that's
1: unique. <laughs> oh, it um, no, must be a Welsh.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> that's, that's why I don't mind two factor authentication because you do get that unique yeah. password with every site. Um,
1: Yeah, 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 go ahead. One other thing, real quick. It's true now that, like, Apple can't unlock my phone because it has additional hardware. I read, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I forget exactly how that hardware works. Mm -hmm. Does anyone remember?
2: No. Okay. (laughs) All I remember is that, like, there is a separate, like, chip thing. Touch ID, like, lives in its own isolated portion. Of the hardware, and all the phone does is like ask Touch ID, like, hey, is this real? And Touch ID is like, yeah, that looks real. Well, uh, but the, your phone can't, it, it can't, like, re- it doesn't actually read your fingerprint data.
0: Well, we, we touched a little bit, Touch, huh? See, they touched on it last week <laughs> uh, briefly with the error 53 issue that came up with people having their screens replaced. Mm-hmm. It it would break the the connection between the Touch ID and the phone, and because it couldn't verify it as a safe encrypted hardware piece, it was giving people user errors and not letting them use their phone. So another reflection of that uh, important connection.
1: Right. right. Okay. Yeah. So that's why.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I I. You know, I, I hate talking about privacy stories on the show. I really <laughs> I really do because they're hard. Why? They're not easy because they're not oh, easy okay. because you know what? The FBI is right. The FBI should be using every means at their disposal to get the information from these people. It is sure. their job. I mean, it is, that is their Therefore, But what I like about this story is Apple had a choice to make. Are they beholden to the law or are they beholden to their users? And they chose their users. And yes, maybe some of that's PR. But for the most part, I genuinely feel, and they've done this even before they were held up by the law, that they put users first, and that's hugely important. And so I'm not surprised the FBI is using every avenue they can to get it because I expect Apple to do the exact opposite. Um, Hmm. However, when it comes to encrypted devices in the future, the Apple case is going to go to courts and they're going to go back and forth, and I hope Apple doesn't have to create it. I don't think they should. I think it's a bad idea. But this problem is not going to get solved just by this one case. It's a bigger issue because there are lots of encrypted apps, there are lots of encrypted devices, and there are lots of bad people doing bad things across those channels. And for everyone who says, "Oh, we should have backdoors and everything," and they, you know, we have to be safe, and I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, yeah, we well, you can't
1: have it. So well, um, but imagine you have to have that... something. You have to no, no, have no. something. Imagine, so, what's, what's a good example? Imagine that, uh, what's the Cisco VPN thing called again? Uh, AnyConnect? Oh, yeah, ima- yeah.
0: The technology. Whatever.
1: Yeah, Yeah. imagine oh. that Cisco, the Cisco VPN
0: software. Uh, it does have software. a backdoor, doesn't it? Didn't they find that, that someone, someone used a, a vulnerability and the government was using it to listen in? I seem to remember this story. Maybe it wasn't Cisco, it was a major VPN provider, though uh could be this was maybe a year ago uh, I, and, and i i don't think backdoors are the answer but the government has the ability to tap our phones it has the ability yeah. to have some access to our metadata bulk metadata they're collecting right they go to the isps for that the government i was i was reading I don't know if you guys have read about these stingray devices have you read about these
2: the um, the GPS spoofing yeah, stuff? Yeah,
0: or the or the yeah. cell tower spoofing where, uh-huh. to track you, they oh, put up yeah, a yeah, big yeah. cell tower in your neighborhood, but they collect thousands of people's records just by doing that. A lot of this stuff, very sketchy, possibly illegal, but the government's <laughs> going to keep doing these things. I just wonder if there is some way for these technology companies to get on the forefront and figure out something that works for all parties involved within the warrant system, within our system of government... I don't know technology. I am not the answer, <laughs> but I just I don't think this has to be a yes or no, black or white answer. No, no That's
1: my only uh, large uh, international corporation will ever want any government to have access to its data.
0: AT and T does it.
1: AT and T is not an international corporation. AT and T operates. Send da- they
0: send data, data Uni- overseas.
1: They send data overseas, but. T-Mobile you know, is a
0: global organization.
1: Yeah. Uh, Are they, like,
2: legally, though? T-Mobile, U.S., I suspect. I'm sure there's, there's all
1: kinds of law stuff. Yeah, right. and, so Apple and Google and Facebook and Twitter uh, and, like, a bunch of these companies, they can't... Because if they have a backdoor available to the United States, uh, then that's also a backdoor available to China. I agree. Uh, and then now you're... you're Losing value for your shareholders because a, a technology a product that you were working on was like sniped out from under you by Alibaba. No, I agree, but 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 my point is that so if, if you don't have if you can't have that, then right. So there yeah, can't, you can't have if, a that back means door. that means that if something is, what what that means though is that if something is encrypted, it can't ever be not unencrypted. That's what that means.
0: But what I'm, what I'm thinking is they got access to his iCloud information because they had his password. Yeah. Passwords unlock things that are encrypted. That's how encryption. Yeah. And, sure. and, and if there is a system in place for these companies to work with law enforcement in a way that's fair and organized to get access to data, this is a unique case because of the, the reset of the iCloud password and because the sync didn't work and because it's hardware. And I realize you won't be able to do it in all cases, but there's got to be a better answer than... This 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 fighting, but I don't know why can't everyone get along. <laughs> if that's,
1: you get the password, really... <clears throat> though,
2: then well, I mean, I feel like they they didn't get the password because Apple gave them the right. password. They got the password. I mean, effectively doing what you would call hacking, right? Yeah. Like they reset his password and had e- access to his email, so they could change the password. To but Apple offered to
0: help in any way they could. Now in this case, sure. they didn't need to,
2: but it... right. But they were they offered to help. Uh, but they weren't breaking their encryption. Like, they didn't right. break their encryption to get them the password.
0: Right. And I like that. Let's do more of that. That's the point I'm getting at. We yeah. don't have to break fine. encryption. Yeah. I mean, but I, I think they should, should help. Introduce... But that's what, that's what bother, bothers me about this public argument around this, is everyone is saying, well, the FBI says encryption's bad, so encryption must be bad, and we must shut it down, and there needs to be a back door, and I can't believe right. the government can't take down terrorists because Apple is encrypting things. Like, we're totally, like, <laughs> we, we we're on the highway and we blew past our exit here. Like, we were supposed to get off a couple miles ago where we realized that it's not encryption that's the problem. It's it's that there aren't structures in place for people to, to figure out ways to get access to certain information at certain times with certain permissions.
1: But uh, eventually, in the very near future, this will all be impossible. Like, we can see the tea leaves, uh... 10 years from now, there will not be any iPhones around that you could ever access the data on. Uh, 10 years from now, everything will be two-factor off, uh, in yeah. which case this, this iCloud thing isn't going to work, But for like every... the password reset. But so for e- uh, e- Matt, that world's going to happen eventually, right? No, I don't think it will.
0: For you every Apple it's... developer who's developing these safety measures, there's an FBI tech team who's figuring out ways to break it. I mean, it's, it's a vicious cycle. I'm sure people didn't think phones could be tapped at one point. And they did it. I think there's always going to be this ever battle. Thought that. Well, I I wasn't alive when phones were invented, so <laughs> you know, I'm probably not the guy to ask. But the, you know, people didn't realize their metadata that, was being collected in bulk. They didn't even the realize teacher. that was a thing.
1: Well, I mean, technology phones. that Apple's using to encrypt the phones and iMessage is the same shit that the CIA relies upon to send messages to what? their agents that the Russian government can't see. Agreed. Agreed. I don't think we should touch that. And in. in in the, in the future, whether it's 10 years or 50 years, all it's only going to get harder and harder, less and less likely that you're going to find some stupid bug to just read data off of a phone, to just read this message.
0: I agree, and that's terrifying because— But that's, that's the, just the reality. But And I agree, but then the problem is, then you have peop- groups like the FBI who are going to use more and more extreme measures, like Stingray and like the the government forcing Apple to, to build something that breaks encryption, because there is no partnership and there is no system in place to do it, right? If we, if we wait then- until everything's locked down— the government's just going to take every there bold step. There can't
1: be a system to do it because there's no in, there's no in between with encryption. I there's refuse not, to believe not... that. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse
0: to believe that. No, and and I don't pretend to be an encryption expert. I and I realize encryption in and of itself, when it's just the blocks of all the data, you can't read it. I get it. I get that. I, I get it. It's encrypted, right? You can't
1: read it unless you have the key that unlocks exactly. it.
0: Exactly. So why aren't there systems in place to get the key?
1: There Maybe are I'm systems in place to get the key. <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> I mean, I Wait. think the, the so I, here, I, you I, can't store the key in a centralized place because then, then that like that's just you can't do it. It's a very bad idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when you do store it in a secure place, it is in self-encrypted. Uh, and the people who own the database can't read it, uh, as is the case with LastPass and stuff like that. Uh, So, how do you get the key, then? You need to get it from the person who owns it. Uh, And sometimes that's not possible. Like People destroy evidence all the time Mm -hmm. throughout history, successfully. Mm -hmm. There are criminals walking around there who have committed crimes, and they are not in jail because they were smart and covered their tracks. And that's a shame but like this is how the world has operated It's how
0: i've remained free
1: yeah (laughs) and (laughs) i don't know like you think about and this is a dumb case because they don't need this shit to convict him uh and with all this metadata stuff they know if there's another party involved and they know who all those people could be they know every single person that that those two people have talked to on that phone ever except for the encrypted messages bit but they might even be able to get that from apple like the i iP- who knows like so what are they this is my other point was this is what are they missing like what is getting access to the content of these messages and the photos that were taken 100%. actually by and they
0: them? they have this backup they have access to their other services and they don't the the, the the police and the oh, FBI no, 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 are it famous for over asking.
1: It stops six weeks. It stopped six weeks before the backups. The backup stops yes. six weeks before. The yes, but happened. I.
0: But from my understanding, they have access to certain other accounts. I, yeah. I, I will yeah. say hypothetically, <laughs> Facebook. I don't know. And if that's I true, would but...
1: guess that if, and you know, the story is that they weren't working with anyone. I would guess that if they were working with someone, and if they were doing that on this phone, which, if they're smart, you're not. Uh, that it would some evidence of that would be contained in b before six weeks of it happening i don't think you'd i don't think you premeditate and plan an attack like this in concert with other people less than six weeks before you do it yeah
2: i mean i i I do see i don't know I think it certainly could be a possibility that they're using uh this specific case which is one was very high profile as a national case. It plays off our like nationalism and our, our fears, uh, about this thing. It's like a really great thing to get people riled up about. Yep. Um, you know, like I, if, if their goal is to get things like this done, this is, I mean, it makes a lot of sense for them to, to use this as, as a lever to do that, uh, regardless of whether or not they need it for this case. Um, I mean this the the encryption thing has has been in the news uh more uh, before before San Bernardino happened if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. so uh, I think this is this is the the FBI trying to you know nail in the coffin or convince people to do 100%. it
0: 100% I mean you look after 9/11 we signed the Patriot Act which which in retrospect seemed Quite overreaching at the time, but that's just the natural reaction to things like this. The, sure. the EU was debating encryption after the Paris attacks, so mm-hmm. um, it, it, it makes sense. <laughs> and and again, I, I and I I literally I I haven't been watching the clock the whole time, and I just looked at our record time. We've gone forty five minutes already just in the show. We've done that's... one story, which is fine. I've got no complaints. It's I, still,
1: I, I still I still want to hear like in, unless you have no ideas at all, what this ha- system for getting the passwords would look like. <laughs> I, I will be completely honest.
0: I don't understand how this works. I really don't. I am, I am I, and I consider myself an average American, right? And it's easy for me to sit here in my chair and say, well, you know, terrorists are bad. Why doesn't Apple just hand over the password? It's, <laughs> just hand it over, guys. It's just one phone. I mean, I, I, yeah. I get where it's not ignorance, right? It's just not knowing. Um, and right. it's complicated. It's genu- people who get it are complicated by it. It's not easy
2: sure um, like and 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 like I, Dan and I like we conceptually understand it like we don't technically under uh, at least I can't speak for Dan but I don't yeah. technically I could not go like implement uh, uh like uh reliable encryption on my own like that is well beyond my capabilities um so I, I don't these things are things I I conceptually understand I do like your point Sean about um like you're you're concerned that that the these government organizations will get more heavy-handed, uh, in 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 lieu of something like this, where like I don't know, trying to like force it out of the people involved or whatever. Um, I think that's a, that's a legitimate concern. I don't know what the solution is because you can't have encryption and have backdoors; like it just doesn't work. And,
0: and um, the the global the. Well, I don't want to say the, the global data system that we all deal with on a daily basis is really complicated in general. I was at work today. Now, I, I work for a company based in Saudi Arabia. I can't put digital files on certain servers or use certain services because they go through servers in Saudi Arabia of which we can't yeah. export control. You can't send certain confidential information to servers in other countries. I mean, it's,
2: yeah. it's complicated. Oh, it, it's certainly complicated. It's very like... I think the the talk of like the, the wiretapping is, I mean, the reason like wiretaps are effective is that there's like a small number of companies who control all of it. So like you can go, you know, there's a central place where you can go and get this. And the same with like uh, gu- the Googles and Apples and Facebooks of the world, like they have massive databases of thousands and thousands of people and there's one place you can go for it mm-hmm. but i i mean i i do think it's the case in natural progression of technology um and especially technology that is based on the internet is that it becomes more and more distributed like you look at things like bittorrent sync like uh i use bittorrent sync all the time it doesn't touch another company's servers mm-hmm. like if they don't have my password they, they're not going to get into my my bittorrent sync Like my computers are all all, my my hard drives are encrypted. I use the Apple, uh, you know, like encryption protection on my on my Macs and stuff like, uh, you know, unless uh, uh, unless there's like a software vulnerability in BitTorrent Sync or they can get at my password, which is certainly possible. Mm -hmm. um, They can't get it. But that's the, the I think increasingly the the human component will will become the only avenue for accessing these things. Uh, which is, it, it'll be very interesting.
0: Yeah, somehow we didn't manage to solve the problem in an hour. And no. I'm very, <laughs> I guess that means your pizza's free. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I, I and tell me if I'm wrong in saying this, I think we all agree Apple is doing the right thing.
2: Mm.
0: I think we all agree that... I want to phrase this right, that law enforcement has a right to certain information when when subpoenaed by a fair warrant issued by a fair court. Mm. And that at some point, whether technologically possible or not, there needs to at least be some level of cooperation between law enforcement and tech companies to make sure both users' rights and the government's rights can be respected in both cases. Sometimes it's technologically possible, sometimes it's not. But at least an effort has to be made.
2: Yeah. Fair? I mean, I... Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I think they'll figure something out. I am glad that Apple is like standing up for this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, as it's certainly at least creating a dialogue, however, like, uh, misinformed or incomplete the dialogue may be. Um, at least they're trying, um, you know, they didn't just go along with it, I guess. And I think,
0: Colby, you said my favorite point of the entire show, which was, and I think you're absolutely right, that This is absolutely a showpiece for the FBI, and this is absolutely a story of the week uh, opportunistic event for them where Mm -hmm. they've wanted this all along, and this just happens to be high-profile and specific enough where they can ask for it. And and I I think you're absolutely right in that.
1: I think it's so unlikely that it will succeed, though.
0: Oh, I— Because— Yeah. I don't even know how you can force Apple to do it. But I'm not a lawyer either.
1: you could force them to do it and you could like you know make sure that it continues to work that you're whatever uh backdoor access you have uh you just you know do a random sampling of messages but uh then uh people who are sophisticated will use android and then when android gets it then they'll just flash their own android on it because android's open source you don't have to uh comply with anything there the the weird thing is that it it
2: uh, I mean, I feel like this this solves the the problem for like non sophisticated criminal, but like a criminal with like any the, it, it, with with enough like know how mm-hmm. can do this, them can do their encrypt their stuff themselves. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, given. Yeah, like, you can just it's not easy CP on your SMS and then <laughs> just paste that in and send it.
2: Right. I mean, it's certainly not convenient, but I feel like someone who is smart enough is not going to have this problem. Like, they're not going to be using an iPhone. And that's the I feel like that is the image that is conjured. It's like these super terrorists. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this won't help with super terrorists. This helps with like y- 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 poorly conceived terrorists or like maybe that's that's the terrorists we should be worried well, that's about. That's the good I thing, think. right,
0: is it's, it's encrypted by default. So right. so
2: everyone is a criminal.
0: I mean you know, it, it's right. it's not yeah. that you have to go out of your way to do it. Your iPhone locks on its own behalf. Um mm. for criminals and non criminals.
2: Yeah. 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 It's wow.
0: I am like wind. oh, I'm like winded. Jesus. <laughs> Why Such not? a serious episode. Oh, my God. No, this is this is maybe we should do more of these stories. And <laughs> shy away <from> them. Maybe <laughs> I that's not like me. Privacy stories. Uh, no, I don't because I don't know what I'm talking
2: about. But that, that's never stopped me before. Um, no, <laughs> I think Sean, I think you bring a valuable perspective. Like, well, you you guy. Sure. Well, you, like you mentioned some things that I hadn't considered.
0: Like, I really and I always like to play devil's advocate. And I do feel, especially in cases like this, it's easy for average people to say, well, I trust the FBI. They're keep me safe from terrorists. And I understand the nerd demographic saying, well, Apple's right because they're Apple and encryption and technology. And and it bugs me when the two sides don't see each other. Mm. Regardless of who's right, at least understand the other side. And I feel like we, maybe I'm tooting our own horn here, but I feel like we did a good job of, of presenting both sides, where both sides are coming from. And ultimately it's up to the courts to decide and not us. But um, yeah. I at least hope we cleared up some if there was any confusion or yeah, yeah, I feel good. I feel good. Now we, we had some other stories in here. We didn't get to, um, we can push some next week, but we can also go a little long. Uh, I don't mind We're we're doing. We okay. Could, um, we
2: could run through the, like the phones and stuff. I feel like those are, yeah, well, it's up
0: to you guys. What, well, what would you like to discuss this week? And what would you like to push to next? And which would you like to not talk about at all?
1: <laughs> uh, I, man. Uh, the, uh. Yeah, just the phones sound interesting. I don't know what this free cable boxes thing is. Yeah, so we'll start
0: with the phones. Um, Honestly, it's. They're Android phones, so it's more of the same, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Samsung <laughs> announced the Galaxy S7 and S7. Is it, is it
1: exactly like the old Galaxy, but, but just mo- better insides? More refined, Dan. More <laughs> refined.
0: Um, the plastic was ditched and replaced with metal and glass. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's quality. Um, so <laughs> the S7 Edge screen was upgraded to a larger 5.5-inch display. Um, both phones have support for microSD cards, as well as IP68 water and dust resistance, which means submission, submission, submersion, in up to one and a half meters of water for 30 minutes at a time, including sealed ports. Um, sticks with micro USB does not bring in USB Type-C. Um, better processors, bigger batteries on both. The interesting thing is they went from a 16-megapixel camera to a 12-megapixel camera. That's less, (laughs) but they say it's actually better because they've got all those kinds of apertures and uh, pixel focus stuff and all kinds of technology in there that makes it better with fewer megapixels uh, as well. Otherwise, pretty much... The same all around. Not a big upgrade. Available on all four major U.S. carriers starting March 11th with pre-orders February 23rd. Uh, they come in black, gold, or silver options. Uh, prices were not announced, though you can probably guess what they'll cost. The same as the old bones. Um <laughs> Surprise. There you go. It's just more of the same. If you Put it this way. If you liked the Galaxy S6, I'm confident you'll like the Galaxy S6.
1: Because <laughs> it's
0: the same thing. Um. The big excitement came from LG. Um, anything to say on Samsung? No. No. Nope. They're phones, you can buy them.
1: Uh, yeah. LG 5 They're G5, not plastic anymore. They're
0: not plastic, they're refined. <laughs> LG G5, new Android phone from LG. If you like the G4, you'll probably like the G5. <laughs> um, it's got a slightly better design, uh, it's got fancy displays. Um, uh, it's got processors and RAM. I'm going to skip ahead to the fun stuff, which is what they call their expansion slot. Oh um, boy. On the bottom. Yeah. So Dan, have you ever wanted to take the bottom off your phone and plug in a module?
2: <laughs> uh, literally every day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like a nightmare you can't wake up from. Well, Colby, rest assured, everything's going to be okay because they have what they call friends. <laughs> That's what LG, you gotta love LG. I don't know where they come up with this stuff. Friends? Friends? Each one is a friend. And you plug uh. your friend into your phone, and it's uh. an extra module. It's got a big expansion slot on the bottom of the phone. You, you would literally take like the bottom piece of your phone off and plug in a module. Um, they have two at launch. One is for taking photos. It has a bigger battery in it, and it also has a physical shutter and uh, zoom wheel. And then they also have one for high-end audio, um, which has uh, an amplifier built into it, as well as some other stuff that makes your audio super awesome.
2: Hmm. I think the camera one is, like, a little cool. Um, I feel like when, I don't know, it could be nice to have for, like, when you're traveling and you know you're going to be taking pictures. I don't know. It would be really cool if you could just take out your phone and not have to, like, do the the camera, the touchscreen dance to take a picture. mm mm-hmm. I don't know if it accomplishes that, uh, but I think that would be neat. Otherwise, I'm not particularly interested in this. I could, I guess, I could imagine people who are interested in the in the DAC thing, um, people who are, are uh, orally inclined, orally within a. <laughs> uh, <but I'm> t-
1: <laughs> Show title: Orally inclined. Orally
0: inclined.
1: <laughs> name of my
0: autobiography. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a cool idea. I think if it were I think cuz it's LG, it's not like LG's not a huge player, so it's not as ex- you know, because how many times has Samsung or LG or one of these companies come out with like a funky Android phone idea and we're like, "Oh, like the um the the Galaxy camera," right? Which was essentially a camera yeah. with an Android phone in it. Remember that? And they're oh, "That's cool." Yeah. It's a, you know, I mean, they always do these. They're not really gimmicks. I kind of like this one a little more than some of the other ones only because I just like the the flexibility. I use my phone more than I use my computer, and the idea that you can turn it into things that you may need. Yeah. I just don't have a good use case, and I kind of already like my iPhone, so I'm not going to buy an LG. I
2: mean, I could buy it being interesting if other people can make things for it, like Pebble Pebble Time, like smart strap style, where you mm-hmm. could like build something and plug it in.
0: Well, that's huh. the idea. Right, but yeah. but then yeah. again, who's going to build things for it? Right.
2: <laughs> Right, how many how many LG G5s will will be in the world? Will be flying off the shelves. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's certainly going to be interesting. But LG uh, G5 now with more friends. Um, let's see here. If I scroll down to the bottom, uh, does it tell me when they're available? They'll be available globally starting the beginning of April. No other details available. Um, and we will end with Hewlett Packard. We teased that beginning of the show. Um, the Elite X3, a high end smartphone, and it runs Windows 10. What? (laughs) I I should not. Um, Windows 10, it's got a Snapdragon processor, four gigabytes of RAM, 64 gigabytes of internal storage with a micro SD. It's got an iris scanner on the front, a fingerprint sensor on the back. Um, it's got a big battery with wireless charging. but what's really exciting is it's got the new continuum feature you find in Windows 10 where you can run full you dock it with your computer and you can run full Windows 10 using your phone as the the processor. and that's exactly their idea here. Um,
1: that's is, really cool. I, I was yeah, I clicked this link expecting to laugh, but we've been talking about that a long time and usually it's like, oh, well, you could plug it in to a monitor and you could use Android as your desktop. But but this is the real deal. This is an an actual desktop operating system. You can has an ethernet port on the dock thing. Yeah. Which is
0: crazy. Yeah, so it's got a desk dock which is designed obviously for your desk. It's a little dock. They also have what they call the mobile extender and it's really like a netbook almost. Um but you plug your phone mm. into it and you then you can use a full-size keyboard <laughs> with a full-size display. Uh pricing and availability not announced yet. Um it will uh, probably be a while before we see it, if we see it at
2: all. Um, I think it's an interesting idea. My, so one thing I've realized recently is that I sort of like the the like synchronization. Synchronization today is relatively easy. Uh, is Sean stuck? Are we going to go away? No, I'm here. Nope, he's there. Okay. Uh, it looks like it looks like you're Hello. frozen. Um And I. I like the implicit, like, distribution of, of stuff we have across devices. Like, I have a working laptop and a home computer and a phone, and, like, important stuff is on all three of those. So if, like, one goes kaput or I drop it in a puddle or something, it's okay. Um, that might be a me problem, though, because I don't think most people have as many devices as I have because I'm a, I'm a huge nerd. Seems cool, though. Could be fun. I think the the laptop that doesn't work without it is is a little weirder than the desktop. Yeah, but the desktop is it. really cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, but again, this just like the G5, it's one of those like, are they ever really going to sell any of these? Like, you know, like what was it the, yeah. uh, the 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 HP Sprout? Remember that where it had the 3D oh, scanner yeah, yeah. projector yep. thing,
1: the computer uh, they yeah. were
0: selling? What you know? It's like how much of this stuff do they announce that just never comes out? And then they just keep yeah. selling printers like I don't I, I don't right.
2: know I, I would <laughs> right. I would again great idea but is it is it is it I see I feel like this one will come out but I don't know maybe maybe this is like I don't know um, I mean I, think I, it... I feel like I'm sure HP would want to get back into consumer stuff like do they really do they can you buy HP laptops anymore Ooh, yeah you definitely can okay.
0: suck but you can but, yeah but right. then again do they want to do it with a Windows phone
2: I don't know. Maybe.
0: I mean, I don't even Uh, know. It's not Windows Phone. phone.
2: It's Windows. It's full-on Windows. Just runs on a phone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Um, Such a
2: time we live in, isn't it? Everything used to be so simple,
0: isn't it? Um, (laughs) back in the old days. Alright, guys. I think we've got to get to picks because we're running long, so let's All jump right. into this. We're got we we're doing a, a triple media threat. We're going to keep everyone busy oh, yeah. Um, right here. I'll jump in first because uh, I'm first on the list here. How many of you guys watch Breaking Bad? Raise your hand. I watched a little bit of it. I watched
2: three episodes.
0: Yeah, I watched like the first what? two and a half seasons. I didn't finish it.
1: Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. my, what? Gosh. oh my
2: I think we really pissed off. Dan. It was like...
1: So the man. third,
0: it only gets, uh, yeah, I know. I got that's season.
2: I, I think at some point I'll do it, but like I tried and it was like I've heard the beginning is not where it shines, but I, I just didn't get into it. It was like really heavy and not, I don't know, it didn't inspire me to continue.
0: I agree, but I've got good news, Colby, because I've got a show, even if you didn't watch Breaking Bad, you may still enjoy, and if you did watch Breaking Bad, you will definitely enjoy. That's Better Call Saul, of course, the spin-off of Breaking Bad, starring uh, lawyer Saul Goodman, although we know him as Jimmy in the prequel, played by the amazing, one of my probably top ten favorite actors, Bob Odenkirk, who is just amazing, um, great on on Breaking Bad, but even better on this The second season premiered last week, so it's the second episode this week. The full first season is on Netflix, so you are in luck. Hour-long episodes, but it was a short season. It was only like 13 episodes, so you'll get through it quickly, and the second season's airing now. Regardless of whether or not you liked or watched Breaking Bad, I I really enjoy the show, and like I said, I never finished Breaking Bad, and I still really enjoy it. Bob Odenkirk's great. The whole cast is great. Um, It's just a really good show, so if you're looking for something to watch, uh, Better Call Saul on Netflix, and the second season airing now on AMC, American
1: Movie Classics.
0: Um, Dan, you're next on the list. What do you have for us? You got something else for us to watch?
1: Yeah, so two weekends ago, I was deathly ill, uh, and someone at work had been recommending this new sci-fi show, although... I do usually call it the CFI channel C-fee, because they yeah. changed the name because there's oh my god uh, I, have, uh, I would love to meet whoever made that decision and give them a, a nice firm punch in the face. ah uh, uh, man Don't go yeah, back in Yeah. All right. So, here's the like it's this it like it's the science fiction channel. <laughs> and and maybe they're just starting to realize this now. But people watch it for the science fiction shows. No one watches, yeah, Sharknado, great. Did that really save the network, that one thing? No, you need good science fiction shows. You need your Battlestar Galactica and your Stargate Atlantis and why the hell isn't the new Star Trek on there? Like, what are you doing? Come on. Uh, So, yeah, anyways. And so they're starting to realize this. So The Expanse is science fiction uh, in sort, I would I would call it part Battlestar Galactica in that there is a there is a, a so each of these things I'm gonna mention. There's like multiple concurrent threads running through the show, and at the end they all meet up. So there's one thread that is definitely uh, Battlestar Galactica military esque. There's one thread that is like political drama House of Cards esque, and there's a third one that's like film noir, detective story, true detective-esque. Uh, and all three of these storylines are all related to each other throughout, but then the characters finally meet up at, at the very end. Uh, and everyone ends up looking for this girl who's gone missing. Uh, you find that in the first episode. Uh, so I went in with extremely low expectations because I hate the sci-fi channel. Uh, and I was very, very surprised. Uh, the production quality is very good. The effects were like amazing, but they knew their limits, so they didn't try to do something crazy on a low budget either. So it all looked very good. Uh, so, like eighty percent of the acting is great. There's like a couple, you know, dialogue scenes here and there. We're like okay, uh, but by and large, uh, fantastic uh, and a lot of fun. Uh, so not streaming anywhere for free, uh, but rentable everywhere. Uh, the Expanse. Mm-hmm uh definitely check it out and these are all based on books so if you're like me once you get hooked and you watch the first season then you can go back and read all the books yeah so So
2: yesterday uh (laughs) i finished watching this and immediately bought the book because oh you already saw it yeah yeah i also i also did mr robot too at 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 your your recommendation about
1: these
0: not the Expanse, yeah, I don't think.
2: You, I think you mentioned you mentioned it to me like on on chat or something. You were like, because you said you were sick, and you were like, I watched all of Mr. Robot, and then all of the Expanse.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so stay tuned next week for Mr. Robot.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Great, more stuff to watch, Essex. I'll have to. So add you liked it,
2: I did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm excited for the book. I got in like two chapters. Um, yeah, I haven't, but I like. Yet. Much, much like Game of Thrones, I'm I'm excited to, like, watch the show, get hooked, and then, like, get like get really engrossed in, like, the detail of the book, uh, which yeah. is often more fun. But, yeah, cool.
0: Excellent. The Expanse. Find it on Siffy.com. Uh, <laughs> Ready Player One. Colby, what are you picking for us? Says, you got a book. We did two TV shows, now a book. <clears throat> yeah,
2: Yeah, so, so in a shocking turn of events, I didn't read a book because Dan said I should read it. Um, But I was going on vacation. I need a book to read. And I've heard people talk about this book called Ready Player One, mostly in the context of like uh, VR news and like the Oculus Rift. Uh, it seems to be like. I don't know, people like point at it sort of wistfully or like like the dream um, thing about what VR could be. Uh, and I read it and I. Uh, enjoyed it but do not share the the like uh weird like oh my god i want that feelings that people have seem to have about it i thought the the like picture of society it paints is like very bleak um i mean it's basically like this this near future world where like everything has gone to hell like everything is horrible and people live in like trailer parks and just like go into VR and like the economy is in virtual reality and like the rest of the world, like barely functions. Um, I don't know. I thought it was very weird. I did enjoy the story. It, it got nice at the end. There was some like hackery computer stuff and it was cool. Uh, I found it a little slow getting started, but I, I liked uh, at one point, like the character kind of comes out of VR and like does some stuff in the real world, which I, I thought was honestly more interesting than, than a lot of the VR stuff. Um, like the VR, the, when in the, in the virtual world, it was kind of cool, but they could like do any, like almost anything could happen cause it was not in the real world. But I, I'm, I'm, I've come to realize I'm like much more inter interested in like hard science fiction where there are like, uh, I don't know, like real world things like I really enjoyed 70s, which was which was like pretty realistic uh, to, to like what is um, I don't know. That's what I like. But I, I think it's worth a read even just to know what people are talking about. I, d- I did enjoy it like I powered through it in a week. So yeah, I'd give it a shot. Super cool. It's like it's like 10 bucks for Kindle 999 oh, only a little more for for real life books. So.
0: And what's great is if you call up Colby for free, he'll just tell you the whole plot over the phone.
2: Yeah. That's a service do it. we
0: offer here exclusively. For sure. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Ready player one. We'll have the links to that and all our picks on our website. Don'tpanic.io. You should go there because we have all of the episodes, all of the picks, all of the links, all of the everything. Don't is our site, and of course, at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. If you like us, you hate us, or you have any feedback or opinions we want to hear from you, don't panic show at gmail.com. Now, I do want to give one quick plug to the other show the three of us, along with Matt Mariani, do, which is Game Nights and our continuing Dungeons & Dragons adventures through the Lost Minds of Fandolin. You can get that at GameNights.tv. Uh, we always have new episodes going up. It's a heck of a lot of fun. You can join in the story at any time. All the links to that are there. GameNights.tv. Gentlemen, anything else before we uh, conclude this fabulous Monday evening?
2: No. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I'm think all, I'm all
0: talked all. out. <laughs> I know. Oh <laughs> my goodness. I'm like in, like I pulled a muscle or something. My goodness. We really we really powered through that. But thanks everybody for joining us. I thought this was a fun episode. Of course, we'll be back next Monday night. With more Don't Panic goodness, we're trying to do these live. Twitch.tv slash Don't Panic Show, or you can follow us on Twitter either way. We'll tweet when we go live right around Monday evenings, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, On behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean thanking all of you for joining us and hoping we'll see you next time for a brand new episode of Don't Panic.